Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Cookie Farmer, that's a urban redneck hip hop artist. You know, speaking of bacon, no, no. I totally forgot. Cookie to Farmer show you guys is where you put picture. the rope around the neck and then put the fingers in. Because it doesn't. I, I'm still well trying off. to figure out. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what you meant what, by that. Yeah. Um, I think he's trying to do a rusty, rusty venture joke. See, this is this is what happens when you you pay attention to Annie. You just have to <laughs> practice the art of ignoring <laughs> what his nonsense. When you and pay attention, <laughs> just let the nonsense flow through you. <laughs> Andy's uh, force course through your veins. The nonsense, the nonsense flow. flow through Andy before we got here. Oh yes, <laughs> trust what, what, the how, nonsense before you got here. Mm. Oh, oh yeah, we were all set to leave, and then all of a sudden he's gone. I see a light on in the bathroom. <laughs> no. Oh, uh, nice. Gotcha. Nice. When I was so at, are there uh, two each? When I was at Disneyland, they had a, a bakery that uh, restaurant slash restaurant that had like uh, Disney baked goods. Like uh, I'm going to describe it for our viewers here because they can't see the picture. Hold but, on. Uh, You're going to take the biggest one. I don't know. The biggest. They had a, a, a loaf of bread shaped fun. like Tomater from Cars. They had a, a nice big loaf of uh, Mickey. Ooh, Mickey! A, a loaf of oh, Mickey. Oh, the old a Mickey loaf. loaf. Of Mickey. <laughs> Is that like a pimento? I'll have loaf? the mil- I'll have the Mickey loaf with a side of. <laughs> Please tell me there's olives in that. I want Mickey olive loaf. <laughs> As I passed, that would be Andy, interesting. Mm. I hoped you took it. That's, That's what right? I was hoping. I hope you took the last one as I passed oh, I, it. Like, I thought you wanted me to hand it to him. <laughs> no, I was like, hopefully. I'm in the middle of I'm recording a show now. It I can't. So funny. Are the cookies all gone? Wow. I just had two. I just had two. I had one. All right. Wow. Well, well you, you've already eaten it. Go right ahead. Welcome, folks, to Cookie Shock. Wait, Geek Shock <laughs> number 439. I'm Master Torgo. 80s Jeff. No, no, no. Cookies. Have have uh, fact check Andy. Cookie to a mat. And we're going to talk <laughs> Weekend Geek. Matt made cookies. For the show. Yes, I did. And you also made watermelon, apparently. Yeah, I'm a watermelon farmer now. How are you liking the Diet Coke slushy there, uh, Mm. Andy? It's good. Yeah, it's the way it should be. (laughs) Ultimate in cold Coke. Ultimate cold Coke. Nothing bothers Andy. Mm. (laughs) He's like the Mikey from the the Chex commercials, right? He likes it. Hey, Andy. I'm pretty easy going food-wise. Yeah. (laughs) You got chocolate all in your beard, your mustache. Mm. Kiss it out. Nope. <laughs> you got your but mustache th- in my chocolate. You know, that almost made me throw up my two cookies like, right there. <laughs> now you have to make some powdered cookies. I want to see those. <laughs> oh, oh, man. At the uh, fair, there was like the uh, the Andy uh, kryptonite. Was, uh, I can't look at you with chocolate <laughs> chip in your face. <laughs> Yeah, like, <laughs> go grab yourself a napkin let, or let something. Let me provide you. Oh, no, it's Andy, guys. You don't want napkins. <laughs> so there was a. Uh, it's still there, isn't it? Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> it's really Just, good cookies, I'm looking man. at the. Sh- is it shadow or is that <laughs> a chocolate chip cookie? No, no. It's, a- it's like I've painted a dark strip across my Warhammer figure. Accidentally. Yeah, you can see it. <laughs> it's a strip. Well, there you go. A nice organic a way piece. to get rid of the gray. The cookies are really good. <laughs> so they um, they had uh, the um, fried dough. Okay. And then they had the pretzels. Uh, and they put uh, Nutella and powdered sugar on them. So it was not only getting white powder everywhere, but then it was also sticking to you. Oh, fun. Which yeah. is your nightmare. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
I was gonna say was your it like a is Zeppel? like a cup or something, but something like a, a classic cup. Zeppel. Zeppel. They're little. They're basically little fried uh, donut balls that have powdered sugar on them. Zeppeli. Very. Yeah, they're very popular in like New Orleans and so forth. Ah, no, these were just you know pretzels. You know, fair those food. Big, pre- big pretzels, fair food. With mm. Nutella and powdered sugar. Basically, I think fair food is just like, what do we got today? Mm. <laughs> well, some pretzels, this big tub of lard, and Go some ahead. powdered sugar. Yeah, throw it's it. Like we're good. It's like southern cooking, right yeah. there. What do we got? Uh, we got Jello. We what got can, some uh, powdered this. What can we do to keep the kids from starving? Ah, we'll deep fry some pretzels. Right. No, no. The question is, what can we deep fry? Which was everything, apparently. Yeah, really. Yeah. I remember one time. Oh boy! <laughs> this kid got his dad so pissed because uh, the movie Fried Green Tomatoes came out. Okay, and he's like, "What? Why? Why they cook the tomatoes green?" And he's like, "Well, you know, it's a way. To, it's a way to prepare the. You fry them, and then it softens them up. It actually makes them edible." Yeah, but why don't you just put them on the windowsill and let them ripen after a few days? And he's like, "Brian," what? and the the father, <laughs> the father who. Quite clearly, had experienced a bit of the depression in his youth. Mm-hmm. Was sort of like, you ate what you had when you had it, and he was just—he was like ready to smack him. It was so funny because yep. it was the typical, you know, well, why don't they just do this? I don't understand this. There's and they're obviously stupid. plenty of food. You can wait for this. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's that, funny. That reminds me, of my my grandfather. My grandfather was a depression era kid, and so like anytime we'd go out to eat, it's. It was always so funny because he would like he would take gonna, napkins. Hold on, and, sorry to cut you off. You're gonna throw all that away, right? Yeah. Okay, I'm only touching that. <laughs> I saw what you did with it. <laughs> what did you, you do? Na- wipe the napkin off. Yeah, like, he like wiped his ass. <laughs> it's dishwasher safe. We'll throw it in the dishwasher. Uh-huh. He will save you. But my my granddad used to to like wrap up food in in paper napkins and put it in his pocket, and I was always like. Grandpa, they'll give you a box if you want to take that home. And he goes, oh, sorry. Old habits are hard to break. Yeah. And I guess when he was a kid, you know, if there was any food left over and you could take it with you, you took it home with you. And, like, he was telling me one time, like, one little chicken breast would would feed, like, him and his brothers. I still have a hard time leaving anything on the plate. Not because I grew up in a depression. I know. Haha, I'm old. Right. But um, just... just, (laughs) It it's a It's a a Yankee thing. It doesn't. I see what you did there. (laughs) Oh, Never gets old. Yeah, my grandma, my grandma, used to be the type who would steal salt shakers and glasses oh God. and stuff. And it was funny that I I forget uh, where this was, but it was some tourist restaurant where it was actually encouraged to take really this stuff. Yeah, it was. It oh. was. It was like part of your that that's part of your souvenir takeaway. Oh, wow. And huh. so she's like she did, putting did things, she? sneaking things in the bag, and and my mom is like, "Mama, it's okay. You, they, they," and she's like, "No, no, no. They, you know, she was Polish. She's like, "No, no, no. They can't see. They can't see." And you know, she you know, <laughs> grab a salt shaker and look around. And my mom's like, "My dad's like, no, Babchi. That's that was her name. Babchi, you can you can just you just you you take it. It's okay. No, 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 no. And she just did not she couldn't handle the it was okay to take the stuff. How is it's it? It's no fun I've, if it's okay. How is it I've known you this long and never heard a Babchi Sapensky story before? Babchi, yeah, that uh, Babchi, oh god. It's sort of like it's sort of like Nana, it's yeah, sort of like Grandma. I, I gathered. And uh yeah, well, she it was funny 
You almost would have had a million of them. Yeah. Because my dad, she damn near moved in with my dad, mom, and I. Ooh. Uh, but she ended up staying with my sister. Uh, my sister. My aunt. My dad's sister. You have sister. a sister, too? Wow. Yeah, I'm learning really. all sorts of things. I know. It's family. all happening. <laughs> um, Andy's brain is about to break you? here. He's like, <laughs> I've known you how long? Andrewism. Who are you? So... Um, uh yeah she didn't she you know so i only got a few she's the one i i think i i, I don't know who i told she would be very mischievous she was a little tiny old lady i mean i never knew her young and uh she was the type she she always pranked my mom drove my mom crazy so she would be like jolly jolly smell this your sour cream is this good is this is and she'd hold up the spoon and my mom would lead over and she'd boop Right in the nose. You know, right? <laughs> and then she'd just laugh and laugh. And my mom would just seethe. <laughs> you see, I see this as part of your oddest couple series. That one of you has a grandmother that lives there that the other one doesn't know about and just misses every single time. You have to under underscore the the uh, the odd couple theme every time there's a Kirsten Andy living together <laughs> moment from now on. That, that's a little just like little work. subtle in the background. That's a little work. That that's I'll even find it for you. Oh no, that's <laughs> if you listen to the really old episodes of Geek Shock. Oh back yeah, what was called Couchcast. Yeah, I used to underscore all yes. sorts of stuff. Wow. Yes. Fuck it, it's work. It would it would have like an extra couple hours to editing. I had to stop. <laughs> Drove Barry crazy because he he listened to himself on there. He's like, "What the fuck, Bristow? I got fucking music playing while I'm trying to tell a story." <laughs> <laughs> what geeky things you do this week, gentlemen? I went and saw Sunset Boulevard. Oh, good in the theaters. Yeah, but the what 1950 classic? Oh, okay, not the not the. Stage version by no no oh, okay. no God I, I didn't even know there was a stage version so now I want to see that too, uh, but yeah no the classic uh, 1950 movie, um, written by Billy Wilder it's it's one of my favorite all time classic films and uh, they were playing it at the Orleans uh, yesterday well, on Sunday I should say for those that are listening to the cast days later after we record this so I believe uh, still holds up man I mean it's the classic you know. That, that whole classic Hollywood story, you know, writer that's uh, trying to make it and gets caught up in something he hadn't planned on. And I've never seen the movie. I have seen mm. the stage musical. Okay. Andrew Lloyd Webber's... Yes. Magnum Opus in, in England. It was fantastic. But, uh, yeah, I, it was a great story for the stage musical. So I'm yeah. sure this movie is based on fantastic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean... I. I own it. I have it on Blu-ray, but I, you know, obviously never seen it on the big screen because I wasn't alive in 1950. So well, well here, let me uh, do my own imp- performance. Oh, here we go. No, I'm not going to do it. Oh, come on. <laughs> wow, I was getting excited. There. I know you were. Wow. I can see it in your pants. <laughs> oh, whoa. whoa. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's cliche, Andy. No, no, ah. that, that's, that's residual stuff from the, uh, from the uh Oh, he's looking at game. you. No, it's from the hockey game. Oh, gotcha. You are so wearing a nice shirt. hyped up because they won today. Can you describe the rest of the audience? It was a bunch of gray hairs and, and you? Like. Uh, you know, sadly, I, I went to the matinee, so the 2 o'clock. I'm sure there were probably more people at the 7 p.m. show, but uh, there was only about maybe 10 of us in the theater. Uh, that so seemed like it'd that, be a big draw. That was, that was kind of sad. Sure it really you had is, a gay old time. Uh, it really is a great film, and 
anybody that I've shown it to that has, is not familiar with it has liked it. So it's nice. just it's one of those things that you know gets discovered, especially if you're fascinated at all with like the classic early days of there's cinema. A, and there's a couple good ones in that series coming out. I saw that list, the poster with the whole, oh, the whole yeah. series listed. In the the, the classics by TCM yeah. series. It's uh, Fathom Events mm-hmm. co-production. Yeah, they uh, they have a lot of good ones. I remember I, t- I took the I took Frankie and her boyfriend and uh, Celestia right. to see uh, Casablanca last year, and that was that was that's, well worth the. Uh, that's another one of my favorite classic yeah. films. Yeah, same here. Just I mean, just the the setting of it. I mean, the story. You know, take it or leave it. You know, I I like the well, story, were, but some people get bored by. Yeah, they were writing the story as they did as it. they were yeah. shooting it. Yeah, so <laughs> I mean, it's. If you're looking right, you can tell where they've, you know, clearly mm-hmm. made changes to the plot <laughs> midway through right. the filming. But uh, just the visuals of it are, are stunning. And some great know. lines. And I know I know, some people tell me sometimes, oh, I can't watch black and white films. I'm like, come what? on. You're missing out. You're missing out on over half of historical cinema by not wanting to watch a black and white film. But but no, yeah, it's I had a good time with that. And then, uh, you know, they can colorize them now. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Ted Turner. <laughs> and Scully. And then, of course, I got this in the mail yesterday. Uh, this the is? X- X-Men Days of Future Past, the Rogue Cut. It was $5 on Amazon. Oh, so wow. I was like, oh. So what is yet? the Rogue Cut? I have not got a chance to watch it. Well, when Days of Future Past came out, um, Anna Paquin had shot like a bunch of scenes. But in the theatrical version, they actually cut all of her scenes out. Except for, I think, like the after credit sequence. So, uh, or, or rather, the uh, the very final sequence where he, you know, he's back in the present and he right. says, "I can't remember the last thirty years or whatever." And, and then I can barely remember that movie. It's the one where they retconned everything. Where they went they, at the end, the, at the end of the movie, they're back. Sure. to yeah. It, it's where they forgot everything. So you're perfect. Yeah. Oh, they sent what? they sent the Logan's consciousness back to his 1970 version. It, I've I've seen it. Still doesn't really strike a bell. Well, That's how much that movie stuck with me. Coincidentally, there's a copy of it right here that you can watch. And you I, can watch both the theatrical and the road cut. Because <laughs> well, they're on the nap, same disc. Todd's version unlike watch unlike the, the Superman one where you didn't bother to check yeah. the disc before you put it in the player right. and see that you were not watching the uh, extended cut. Oh, it's the road cut because yes. it's got Rogue in it. I you just they, figured I th- that I out? I thought they snuck it through. <laughs> you just figured that out? <laughs> What else did you do, gentlemen? <laughs> I uh, I had a uh, voodoo temptress of the seven pleasures. Okay, explain yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I took a little couple-day vacation, went out to Ventura, and uh, I stumbled into a tiki bar. You stumbled into a tiki well, bar? Was, Imagine how that happens. We were you. wandering up and down the street, and there was a tiki bar. I'm like, oh, well, let's go in there. Tiki-tiki. And uh, it was pretty good. It's a uh, Ventiki in Ventura. and uh, Ventiki. I, Ventiki. I immediately... Uh, uh, sent a picture of it to um, John Bean Hastings said you been here and he sent him back a picture of the, the tiki mug so yeah he's been there <laughs> but yeah good drinks not too expensive the happy hour the drinks were like seven bucks so oh that's nice yeah. I like the uh, tiki bar here where it's like 18 bucks for a drink yeah, yeah. If you're well, if you're keeping the tiki mug yes it's 18 bucks that's the rest right. are about 10 no. unless you're my grandma no, 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 no. I don't see. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, well, speaking of taking things from a restaurant, 
or at least just taking food. Both your stories earlier kind of reminded me of this. Uh, my mom and dad used to go out with this couple, and they would bring this. Her purse would be quite large. Mm-hmm. All right. So they would go have their meal, everything, and then they would have lots of food left over. And the people would ask, the, the server would ask, would you like it to go box? They'd say, no, no, we brought our own. And would proceed to pull out, um, and not like Tupperware, but that Corningware, the, the, the heavy Oh my God, white, what? And, and, and put the food into the Corningware to go back into the bag that they brought. Wow. Which apparently goes right to the fridge. So yes, yeah, save a step. It's a little heavier. Yeah, yeah. But but uh, yeah, save a step. I, that's dead. I thought you were just gonna say like the inside was like you know all sealed plastic and they just poured it into the <laughs> yeah, <right>. purse. <laughs> Give it drinks too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, off on a tangent, but I just gotta mention that one person who posted in the scoop group on Facebook. Mm-hmm. They're uh, they're like halfway through serving uh, this uh, people these people at a table when they realize uh, one woman is drinking her own urine. Out oh of the glass. yes, yes. Uh, what? Yeah. She brought her own urine and she like poured it and was drinking it at the table. She, out, she out of she their glassware. She subscribes to Goop, doesn't she? Mm. This has <laughs> got to be a Goop thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, really. It was really funny because the discussion afterwards. Uh, I think uh, the uh, inimitable Celestia was like, "Aren't there health codes? You can't. Yeah. <laughs> you knock over that glass, and there's biohazard mm-hmm. everywhere." And 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 it's, and like and pee and who, <laughs> <laughs> rim shot. And uh, oh, who well, wants you really slapping us around? <laughs> and who the hell wants that glass ever again? Right. Yeah. It's that glass straight to the garbage done. on that yeah. glass. Mm-hmm. That was. Uh, it was weird, but yeah, the the comment was we didn't know until they were pretty much done, and then then we started a, a line of, what you didn't hear that in training, <laughs> and, and yeah, so this lemonade tastes funny. It's the simple syrup. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I saw Infinity War again. Mm-hmm. So this is three times. This I did too. Three. I saw it on Sunday wow. night. Man, and uh, how do you feel on your third viewing? And second, I guess. Uh, I, I, you know, I still really like the film, and I love it. If I you do. definitely, you know, like what I addressed when we were doing the spoilery talk about people complaining about certain elements of the film, and you know, well, it's all going to get undone in the next film. It's like, yeah, but you can't think that way because the characters aren't thinking that yeah, way, right? You know, you Movie. have to, like you pointed out, Kirsten. You know, you, the characters are in that moment. Yeah. All they know is the heartbreak. Of loss, and it was well done. Yes, right. it was every well character executed. was just like, you yeah, know. If Deadpool was in a movie, he'd know. Yeah, right. But, yeah. <laughs> but uh, that would be funny. Just having him walking around. I don't know what's bothering them, and why are they crying? Right. So yeah, no, I, I, you really oh. start to feel it when you, know, you see it on the second viewing because, you know, the first time I was just so excited to see it, I wasn't like being a little critical and ad- critical analytics of the film. But this time around, I'm like, you know, really kind of breaking down every scene in my brain as being I'm watching dick. it. And <laughs> just realizing how much the different actors were really putting in a top A performance. You know, I mean, wow. Tony at the very end when he's just like, Tony looks like he's about to just lose it. So. Yeah, it. Oh, um, and, we and, lost. And, we lost Andy's uh, mic. Yeah. Oh well, uh, not a loss. Anyways, golly go gee. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> uh, 
that especially since they Holland and uh, yes, are supposed to have improvised. Yeah, like uh, apparently, yeah, Whoa. his lines were improvised. Uh, Tom Holland. Wow, just interrupt, Todd. Go ahead. Hey. I have a mic to fix while this is going. <laughs> He's got on. mic problems. <laughs> now can you no, hear me? No, you've got mic problems. Well, it's not my mic. <laughs> I don't know this shit. <laughs> yeah, I I enjoyed watching uh, Thanos this time, and uh, it's just. I can hardly. I hope there's a lot of footage of uh, Brolin, uh, you know, Doing working his and, and yeah, because because mm. you know there's a lot in there, and it's like when you're looking at it, when you're really looking at it, you can start to see more and more of him. And it was funny. I watched Thor Ragnarok and then the uh, featurettes, and that shit is hard when they're like big because they're yes. showing the Korg. Uh. Did they also? Did you ever see these uh, the 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 Age of Ultron outtakes mm-hmm. or uh, behind the scenes stuff right. on the because they have uh, Spader in the mocap suit on set mm-hmm. and like they they uh, they were trying to talk about like we kept wanting to look in his yeah, eyes want to look in their but, eyes but Ultron's eyes head are this is, headpiece that he's yeah. wearing and it's a pair of eyes on top so it's like you have to keep remembering look at the character eyes not James's eyes and they're showing they're showing like not only uh not only actually they never showed Brolin uh they're showing Mark Ruffalo yeah um and he's Mark Ruffalo so he's acting his ass off his face right, right. is doing all sorts of shit and you see them working to get the eye line above his head and it's just that is some weird ass shit. Mm. That was some. That's some truly weird ass. Yeah, shit. I watch. That, I watch that with Kay, and the color is this. They they, they oh toned down the color. Oh God! They put up some concept art of Sakar. Holy crap! It is just so vibrant and and rich in the colors that they use, the primaries and everything for that. Even is. the raw footage. I mean, you know, they they showed where they you know they, it's just intense color and i thought the movie had intense color yeah and then they show you know yeah what they did afterwards like oh they really dimmed that down a little oh, now God. do we know if brolin was on set in a mocap suit too like they'd done in the past or you know because i mean I, I have obviously it's too early to see a lot of behind the scenes footage but i would have thought at least some of it might have been released by now i don't know i haven't seen anything yeah. with him i did see uh, a deadpool trailer today too mm. That's looking good. Yeah. Oh, Opens boy. Friday, right? Right. Uh, oh. One of the reviews I read, a spoiler-free review that I read today said, uh, Deadpool 2 proves that the first one was not just a fluke. So oh, good. That's, nice. that's me keeping my fingers crossed. So I uh, I read um, uh, Infinity Gauntlet this week. Okay. And um, I, I liked what I saw in the movie better. Um, yeah, look, you know, it's, it's, there's a lot of stuff to tie together in the, the comic. And I think if I'm... If I'm reading between the lines what they're doing is tying up a whole bunch of loose ends from the uh, cosmic stuff uh, I, I, in fact the the comic starts off with them having the gauntlet whereas the movie is all I guess we're, we're past spoilers where we can say the movie is him trying to get the pieces of the gauntlet right so the, in the comic he's already got the gauntlet in the beginning yeah that much is apparent yeah in the trailer yeah but uh, yeah it's um, the Obviously, the second movie has a lot of places to go to because most of the book I read was the was not in the movie. Yeah, so I, I still uh, haven't finished it because I've been reading a lot of Dune mm. this last week. Dune, of course, is Dune. the book club book. Uh, discussions are open on the Facebook page. I've been taking a nice leisurely pace 
on Dune. Like I said before, this is my third time reading this book. So I'm taking it slow and I'm taking it all in and really enjoying the A-plus world building. My word. I love the the worlds that Herbert creates in this book. Mm. Herbert, 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 <laughs> Herbert. <laughs> I thought the same thing. Yeah. <clears throat> That's Forgetting a classic that TOS okay, joke. So House of Atreides, House of Conan. There's one more, isn't there? Oh, there's there's several in the book, the, the, right? The main ones. There's the main, several the, houses, there's but three main ones. But yeah, like the, well, if if you include the emperor of the known galaxy, but yeah. as far there's really only two warring houses in this first book. Harkonnen. But I think I, I think what he meant was like there's several houses. In yeah, there's the book. other houses in the Landsrad, but the uh, the first book are just these. Now, I've, this is a funny thing. I've this is the third time I've read it. I've never read a single other book in the Dune series. Really? Wow. <laughs> None of them. So <clears throat> I should really correct this. At least read the second book <laughs> yeah. to see if I still enjoy where it goes. Because I know it goes to a real. It, the first book itself is a very spiritual book when it comes down to it. It's amazing this book was written in the 60s because it reads so well to a modern ear. That's what's so phenomenal to it because a lot of the classic sci-fi I've read, there is a disjoint between the way it's written then and the way books are written now. Not so much with this one. I really should try reading it again. I tried reading it when I was in high school and just it was so dry, I just couldn't get through it. But I think as an adult, I would be... More, there is more so, patient with it. So much that happens to it. There's yeah. so much world building. There's so much establishing with the trade. He's so much establishing with the Harkonnen. Mm. I haven't read it either, so I, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah, with you on I, that. I did like three or four chapters in and then stopped, but I read it younger too, and I should I, really. This is a, one of the few books I would actually recommend seeing the movie before reading it. Wow. That, that's oh, a, I, I, I love the suggestion, movie. But yeah, the movie's awesome. The David Lynch version creates a beautiful aesthetic mm-hmm. that captures the novel really well. There, there are some plot differences, but the overall story arc is the same. Yeah, I saw you had the Blu-ray sitting out. Did you end up watching it? I, I Yeah, because I just wanted to reacquaint myself with the... I've, I was got about 40% in, and I'm like, okay, now I really want to watch some of this movie. Now, the one you had here was the extended cut, right? It's both cuts. Oh, it's both cuts? But okay. I was watching... Yes, there is... A Alan Smithy cut on this this disc. It is completely dis. See, I thought the one that Lynch I thought hates the extended cut. Okay, because I thought that the one that's on the disc is the Lynch approved extended cut. No. Okay. No, it is because there is an, a Lynch approved extended cut out there somewhere where it's like Maybe. the only thing he doesn't like is like some of the you know the temporary voiceover work got left in. Um, with uh, what's her name? I'm totally blanking out on her name right now. No, when when I was watching it this time, I'm like, okay, I can see why this was was let go by Lynch because there are some moments of uh, that just doesn't look very professional or sound very professional at all. Mm. Uh, there's moments at the beginning that starts with a full prologue of how this universe got to where it right. is. But the extended version of that, because they're going across a lot of paintings to tell the mm-hmm. story, and there's just some bad cuts across those paintings okay. with some bad voiceover matching that happens with it. Like see, I don't you'll think see, talk about Giddy Prime, but they're still showing a picture of uh, uh, Caladan, which is where the Atreides come from. So it's it gets confusing because they don't match. Okay, so that's that. I don't think that's the cut. I'll, I'll have to watch about, your 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 Blu-ray then, because I don't think that's the cut I've seen. 
And I've also been joining my read along with uh, Comic Girl 19. Uh, she last year she did uh, Dune as a her first book club read, her second book club read. She's super into Dune. I think it was her first. Was it her first? Super into Dune. She does like a twelve part uh, lesson with each one of them, and then she has like a two hour question and answer after some of them. So she knows this book in and out. She's read it a lot. Deep diving. Yeah, she really deep cuts on that sucker. So what was the uh, that's that's cut that's cut me into this book a lot closer than I have in the past. What was that movie, Kirsten, that Jared did? That was the short. Oh. Was it? Uh, is was it, it David Lynch's Revenge of the Jedi? Yeah. 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 And that little independent film he did. That was, was pretty funny. That was hilarious. <laughs> George, I'm not talking about Star Wars. I'm talking about Dune. We're going to give away the punchline. Oh. oh. Way to go. Spoiler Wow. Oh. So I watched um, the first four episodes of Black Lightning. And? Uh, it's it's really really good, um, you know. But that combined with you know watching This Is America, and I'm just so so packed full of white guilt. It's you know ridiculous. <laughs> he is. Oof. I saw him trying to scrape his skin off. I at did. One point. <laughs> I was like dee 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 dee. But aside from doing all I've done is paint. I have finished my so far piece de resistance in my Lord of Contagion. And it's nice looking. I am super happy on how that paint job turned out. I put throw it out on Twitter, so if you follow me on Twitter, you can see it right in there. But yeah, I mean, it's no golden demon winner, but for a now but for a guy starting out getting his painting chops, I'm really happy with it. Okay, I stole the golden his. demon winner. Golden I, demon is the big international painting competition that Game Workshop does every year. Hmm. The best of the best painters enter their minis into this, and they get judged and awarded accordingly. Yes. I, t- I stole his workspace yesterday to do some soldering. That took me longer than I anticipated. So. Well, now I know how it's much all cleaned this piece, up now. But <laughs> now I know how much this piece means to you. I'll be sure to kill it first. Mm. So what? it's only on the only on the table for like one or two turns, and then we don't have to look at it again. Here's the thing about that. <laughs> I'm actually not even figuring that piece into my army now that I have bought Typhus. Because yeah, Typhus the is, the up, is the upgraded version of that piece. So. Dude, my Bloodthirster, which is a giant winged demon. Mm-hmm. Oh, I spent a week painting it. A week. Ah. And I barely ever use it. Mm. But it's there. But it's looking pretty, awesome. pretty to look at. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see us? Now I got my 20 pox walkers all ready to be based. <laughs> now, wait a minute. Are these 20... Pox walkers, or is this 20 pox walker? 20, no, 20. pox walkers. Oh, okay. Because yeah. they're right there. The, the 20 right pox, there. you know, it's... No, sure. It's like yeah, comic, it's much comic worse girl than 19. The, yeah. Exactly. Much worse than the 19 pox. Yeah. Yeah. Or the two pox. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. well, that... Ten times oh, worse yeah. than that. Oh. That's just the way it is. That's math. But I promised <laughs> I will not take as long painting the pox walkers as I have... The Chaos Space Marines. Thanks, because I was worried. Mm. A quick slapdash spray coat on them. Slop and go. It's, it's going to be... All, it's going to be... <laughs> Cry one. It's going to be some base colors, some... Some flecking, s- maybe. Simple shading, <laughs> some simple highlighting, Flocking and that's rather. it. That's after he soaks them in rubbing alcohol. Mm-hmm. But they're also different and interesting, though. No, no, no. I got that. I got that. I'm not going to go... No? Crazy on. No? I got sure. other pieces I need to go crazy on, not those. Those guys are going to get wiped off the map fast. You got that, Matt? I'll be sure to leave them on the map. I know. I was going to say, <laughs> now that you know his strategy. No, I, I can't. I can't because you have to kill those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
if those yeah. reach him, it's 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 over. Yeah. It's just plain over. He gets the pox. Yes. They're they're my walking shield. That's what they are. Oh. Hail Hydra. Hail Hydra. Not enough Warhammer. Anything else to do, gents? And I was unite. happy that two shows that I like got renewed. That's excellent. That's uh, oh, yeah, I saw Brooklyn. That. Brooklyn Nine Nine in less than twenty four hours went from being canceled to revived at NBC. Wonderful. What was the other show that was there uh, a mob outside headquarters NBC? Like <laughs> no. Uh, apparently, if you read the Hollywood Reporter version of it, it, as soon as Fox announced that they were canceling it, they started getting offers from Hulu, from Netflix, uh, a couple of other networks. It's nice that they do that. Yeah, because there was a time when it's like they'd cancel something, then they'd fucking sit on it and wouldn't let it go anywhere. Yeah, see, that, that, a lot of people were like, "Oh, why couldn't they have done that with Firefly?" And I'm like, "Well, the infrastructure wasn't in place back then to have competitive streaming channels that want to pick up your discarded shows that had promise." You know, you're right. That is a shitty move. You know, just thinking back to that, let's cancel it. No one can have it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true too. It's they like, do a lot of times enforce that. You know. Well, we're we're canceling it, but we're going to enforce the non-compete so you can't go to another network. Sure. Yeah. Or, or then, they uh, might want to keep it to revive possibly in the right. future, like they did in, with uh, greatest with greatest American Hero, and then didn't take the pilot and right. canceled it again. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing was uh, Agents of Shield got renewed. Ah, yes. Yes. Uh, it was it was like a late renewal too, because I remember like reading the. The Friday, what they were calling, was it Black Friday with the uh, cancellations? Like oh, a bunch of shows got yeah. canceled on Friday, which I'm, you may or may not talk about in the nah, the news. But unless, yeah, unless oh. it's a major super like, weird that. cancellation. I'm still reeling from Marco Polo. I, I love that show. That that apparently was. Super duper expensive. Yeah, I know. Well, they're most expensive. To yeah, date, I know. imagine that's the issue with uh, the sci-fi's The Expanse because they canceled that one. Aww. So this third season, it's its last season. That's too unless bad. it gets picked up by one of the other digital. Yeah. Ones. Well, it's it's tough when it's so goddamn expensive. Yeah. Marco Polo though was that was that was worth it. Did God. people have trouble finding it? Oh God! <sighs> Here he comes Get with out. the pillow. Get out with the pillow. Oh, man. <laughs> There's Why'd Andy. There's Andy walking mic. around. Marco, you just had to fix that mic. Uh, we had some. Um, we had a nice little brainstorming session uh, on the lair. Um, the guys, people have been talking about turning uh, the spoiler talk on Infinity Infinity mm-hmm. Shock into the spoiler uh, movie spoiler discussion. Oh, okay. Page. No. Oh. And so we were throwing out titles for it, <clears throat> and I was like, you know. I was doing my stuff, you know, like spoiled, rotten. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, one I actually did like is "You Should Know by Now." <laughs> I think that's that a gets good, my vote. That's that a gets good my title. Vote. Now it's that cute. gets my vote. You yeah. oughta know. Um, but uh, the one that really struck a chord with the uh, with people was Jake and Matt's Infinite Hate Machine. (laughs) 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 It was really funny because we're talking about that. Then we're severely disappointed to find out that uh, Matt was actually not a member of the the Infinity Shock uh, spoilers page, so he's not even hearing my humor. But that one actually got a lot of votes. And then Jake was like, I'd do that podcast. Let's do that podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So then we didn't, yeah, so... um, Jake also had Mumra's basement, which I was like, "Damn, we can't use Mumra," but really. I like the basement angle. Basement's always good. I was trying to figure out spoiled basement, basement, Ugh. a spoilage. Uh. 
you know. Then I was thinking too long in the fridge. <laughs> How's that for it's you know spoiler talk? Crickets, How about this crickets, root cellar? Crickets, crickets. No, 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 that's good. No oh, crickets here. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then and then uh, uh, Todd, as a salute to you. Oh my, we got on a. Ah, we got on ah. a Todd uh, a Todd rant. Ah, Todd rant. Yeah, uh, Kizik uh, suggested Torgo hasn't seen these yet. The group. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That gets my vote. Yeah. That gets my vote. <laughs> I second that. That gets my yeah. vote. Uh, that's another popular. Oh, uh, that catches me in the tickles. Yeah. I had uh, Torgo keep out. Close your eyes, Torgo. Um, Kizik also suggested no otters here. Oh, but yeah. So, so yeah, th- that no waters here for for everybody listening. That uh, I think we I think you heard the group vote there. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. Also, I had forbidden knowledge. Ooh. I like that. That was mm. nice and cryptic. Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah. So there you go. I like I, it. I also like the Jake and Matt infinite. Yeah. Thing, but <laughs> I I just <laughs> I could it, just the podcast of those two just sitting there hating whatever's out this week. It's uh, you know. Speaking of Jake. We received a package this week. What? What? A massive, massive package. Jake's What's massive package. Massive package. And a card says, uh, you are one awesome mother fungus. Aww. You mean it's, not a, it's not a box of mammoth uh, pecan halves? <laughs> that's what it says on the side. Holy crap. That's a, that's a whole like letter. So here is uh, Jake's letter. Hey, fuckers. And that Warhammer guy. So I bet... <laughs> Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) So I bet you're wondering, what's a box of poorly wrapped crap doing before you? Well, a few weeks ago, you did a bit about things you have put off doing, and I'm scratching this off my list. My dear minions, this is your Christmas gift. (laughs) What? (laughs) What? Wow, it's not even July yet. (laughs) Now you're wondering, why are we getting... Five months later, not earlier, later. Oh, okay. Well, here's the reason. So last July, your humble narrator went crazy. So after six months of pills, screams, tears, and boredom, I'm not as crazy. However, back November, my job declared, even though it was covered with my documents, okay, that's what that says, denied my disability. So... As I recovered, there were two constants, my chums and the lair. As my way of saying thanks, here is a way of me saying thanks. What is it? Who gets what? Are they legal? Fuck, you ask a lot of questions. Honestly, I only remember one of them. As as Kay said last year, I'm a cheap bastard. You're officially re-gifted. Did you say that? I'm trying to remember. Okay. I bet he did. Sounds like something I'd say. They are things that I got that I don't need, or I'd just rather hook you up. So figure out amongst yourself who gets what. Uh, poker, White Elephant, Thunderdome, etc. Just keep busting your asses Ooh, doing what I you like do. Thunderdome. Happy belated holiday, <laughs> Jake. And see you guys June 10th through the 14th. I think we just need to out-pillow Andy. <laughs> what? Oh, P.S., <laughs> A shout-out to Jamie, the Harris family, Mandy, Thomas, Sam, even the soon-to-be-drowning-in-Ludmilla-Sunrise, Matt. Mm. Buggy you creeps keeps me sane. Oh, geez. What the hell was that bet? Oh, PSS. I have forgotten the monkeys that donated for my soon-to-be GoFundMe page. Just waiting on a few more pieces. Torgo, give fact-check the evil eye. 
That's, That's not pretty so much scary. An evil eye, but is a scary eye. You're welcome. Lol, he says. <laughs> well, yeah, that was a good, you didn't get to see it, Matt. So, oh, damn so it. Thank you. I have in here a box of poorly newspaper wrapped things. Uh, I, I promise I will help condense this in editing. So we'll we'll, we'll tear this down so a little bit. We're gonna actually do so, this on count. So on yeah, because it's it's on the box that this only to be opened on the air. Oh, it says perishable too. Deep down, Torgo is seething in rage. So <laughs> grab a grab a thing. There's a lot of things. It's not just like what well, one this one's heavy. I'm gonna person. open up that one. Dude. <laughs> that sounds like a mug. Here, this that sounds like, like a mug. Let's give that to Jeff. That sounds like a mug. Look, 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 mug, look. Oh, That's a mug. All right, yeah, so I have a can koozie that's uh, <laughs> Rebel. Ooh. How many? What do you? Doing? There's a lot. So okay. Star, Why am I getting it? Star Wars all? can cooler. Darn it! Andy got the Funko. He's still opening. And the I'll paper. give you the biggest one, Torgo. Here's to be a small stereo speaker, which I'll is cool. I'll open it fine since you. Yeah, that's exactly I, I what it is. I got a Kobe Snap HD digital camcorder. Wow. <laughs> 720p. <laughs> Thanks, Jake. <laughs> I got a hat. Wow. Hey, Matt, put it on, Kirsten. That's a Does cunning this hat. Does look familiar? Oh, oh, hoo, 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 hoo. <laughs> We're some 80s stupid shit. The Great White North, eh? <laughs> Ooh, look, 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 look. Thank you. Andy, what did you get here? I got a speaker. I think Maybe I got, like, the Torgo lot, so you can take that. Yes, you did. That is mine. <laughs> what is it? Betrayal House on the Hill. Oh, we got to play that game sometime. That is so much your game. This is my game. There are others like it, but this one is mine. Mm. Thanks, Jake. Was that also a Torgo thing? I think so. Skull-faced shot glasses. <laughs> yeah. Oh, awesome. look at that. That's like a phaser huh? a blaster mug. Oh, Walking Dead. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, it's a crossbow. Crossbow. It's got that's yeah. what. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Is that a plaid <laughs> mug, too? Yes, it is. <laughs> is that a Nintendo an game? NES yeah, a Willow Nintendo game. <laughs> okay, that's actually awesome. Yeah. And that's actually it's a really a, good game. Yeah, is it? it? It's yeah. good. Well, Jake, we, we will we will pass things amongst each other as to who gets what. Oh, there's one more. Oh, there is one more. He's still yeah. going at Kirsten's it. Kirsten's opening like everything. <laughs> Did you just open up one thing? Is that why? Are you upset? <laughs> is that a Taco Bell mug? Uh, it's a, well, it's Homer Simpson. No. But he forgot the straw. Jake, thank you so much. These are yeah. very generous. Kind of verklempt here. Yeah, me Aww. too. I can't give in to... To wanting to play this game, I have a show to run. Well, we could always do we a podcast the playing the game. Yeah. Can I see the game? Where you betray us? Yeah, it's that's in like the name of the game. Yeah. It's on the box file. I think I'd be more shocked if he didn't betray you guys. Wouldn't in it the be? Game. I could just see us playing like several because it's a fairly long game. It's like mm -hmm. a two-hour game. I could see us playing through, you know, an afternoon of it, just playing through five or six copy of you know five or six uh, versions of it because everyone's different. And, oh, yeah. you, and you never get to betray anybody, and he's just getting <laughs> angry hey, and angry. Good. It's a great game. Well, we do have the HD digital camcorder. We can film live plays now. There you go. Dun, dun, dun. And 72 DPI. <laughs> Rock and roll. Moving up to That's 4K. definitely for you there, 80s. Who the hell has a camcorder nowadays? That's <laughs> 80s. I have an old one similar to that somewhere in a box. <laughs> All right. One piece of email. Dear Guardians of the Ugly Furniture, mm. long-time listener, first-time writer, I have a question regarding Black Panther. Considering it now seems set to become the highest-grossing movie of all time, at least briefly, <laughs> and considering that it is by far a predominantly black cast and the Oscars have received large amounts of criticism on racial issues in the past few years, is this the comic movie that is going to force the Oscars to actually include them fairly? 
And if so, will they be able to close them out again or not? Keep up the good work. Oh, sorry, bad choice of words considering the rash of unemployment going around. Uh, keep up the good entertainment. Anyway, anyway, be well and be happy. Paul, not a famous one. Thank yeah. you, Paul, for writing in. Uh, short answer, no. I, I really yeah. don't see as good of a movie as that is and as the the items you, you suggest might seem to push in that regard, I don't think this pushes. It's a great cast. It's a great story. It deserves a lot of praise. And at the end of the day, I think it re- it doesn't matter that it's a great cast and a great movie. I think at the end of the day, the Academy still does not recognize comic book-based films as legitimate storytelling, even they, though it is the predominant box office earner right now. I, I think they are prejudiced against predominant block bus, blockbuster earners. Yes, in general. Yeah, but even against comic book movies, it could be the uh, most. Let's, let's say the block, most. Sorry, I would say you said blockbuster. Titanic won a ton of shit, and it was for a while the biggest movie out there. You're right that that it was. Oh, yeah. Andy with the yeah, pillow gotta, again. I got to admit it. Fuck you, Andy. That's not a pillow, but it's at the same check, baby. But at the same time, <laughs> based on a, a fictional story, based on a actual true event, mm-hmm. it's not like this was hap- if it was Titanic in space wait. with the exact same script, it would never would have been nominated. Wait, wait. Okay. Are you tell me okay. there isn't a Wakanda. I got one for you. Sorry, there isn't a Wakanda. God damn you! I got not one for you. Know of Shawshank Redemption. Uh, huh? Blockbuster, That's, wasn't it? I'm pretty sure it was a blockbuster. Not no, really. no, no, it, no. no it, it did okay, but it wasn't it, it wasn't a box and office. That's why I'm not fact check Matt. Yeah. Look at that. <laughs> All right. Uh, Shawshank is, is one of those ones that uh that built slowly over the years until it became a favorite. Okay. Look, the, the Oscars I'm not gonna get too deep into it, but it's a self congratulatory system of people nominating and then voting for films that the majority of us have never seen or probably will never see. There's actually a really good Adam Ruins Everything on the whole awards thing with, you know, not just really? television, but on the Oscars wow. for films. And then I think they touch on BAFTA too, but uh, wow. really kind of shows you that unless your film is a certain type, it's not going to get any kind of consideration for Oscar nominations. I mean, I, I still to this day believe if Heath Ledger had not died post shooting of The Dark Knight, that he would not have got that best actor nod. So, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Yep. <clears throat> or was, was supporting actor, right? Yeah. yeah. So I, 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 I truly believe that that would never have happened. And with you on that 100%. Yeah, it's just not going to change. As long as the old guard are running and the old guard yeah. apparently are immortal. That's not going to change. No, the, the old guard pass it on to their protégés, which are yeah. the new old guard. I mean, it's been that yeah. way for so long. Yeah, yeah. the quote-unquote secret, you know, list of people who cast their ballots who are always out, you know, I voted for blah, blah, blah. New boss, on same Twitter as the old now. boss. Yeah, exactly. So thank you again, Paul, for writing in. I, I wish we had better news for you. But hey, who knows? <laughs> Maybe we could be surprised, but we won't be. And that leads us to news you don't give a shit about. This is kind of like a little greatest yeah. hits, a little everything today. Yeah. Ah. Comes all <laughs> the time, the little, Andy. Like the little spits. <laughs> the little spits are cute. <laughs> Machinima Gross. Oh. has struck a deal with Mortal Kombat screenwriter Greg Russo. 
Russo will work with the company to create and develop original programming for online distributors. The first project he will oversee will be a live-action adaptation of Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment's horror franchise, Fear. That's like S.H.I.E.L.D. F.E.A.R. It's a horror first-person shooter video game franchise that launched in 2005 by Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment Studio. The story centers around its main antagonist, Alma Wade, a powerful psychic girl who had been locked within uh, Armcham Technology Corporation, ATC, where she becomes an unwilling participant in a series of nefarious experiments. Throughout the series, Alma is showcased as a supernatural threat that must be destroyed by any means necessary, unquote. Uh, the first-person shooter was popular enough that two sequels were made. Uh, Machinima is owned by Warner Brothers Digital Studios. Imagine that. Anybody remember Fear? No. Nope. That's why this is nope. such a dumb thing. <laughs> <laughs> now, I was a big fan of the series when it came out. I, I played those three games fervently, although the last one was kind of crap, but the first two were pretty good. I still can't see building a series or movie or anything based on it. There doesn't, there's not a, the story isn't that strong. It's, it's the ring as a shooter. That's what it is. Ooh. Except that you're actually fighting officers of a bad shooting people organization. Because that's what it is. (laughs) (laughs) And then spooky girl would show up. Things would fly around the room and. You go back to shooting spooky officers that aren't spooky. Bad shooting Mass thing officer yes. thingies. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's a, that is an accurate description of that game. Through right. and through. So yeah, fear that they're working on that. Weekend geek, yay! We're gonna do it all. Today. Weekend geek, Woo-hoo. we're gonna do some red light green lights. Nice. We're gonna do it all. What? Holy this is crap. the this is, shit. This is the jack of all. It's like a geek shock sampler. This this is the the Jake of all trades. Yeah, Jake. Yeah. You're a god bold. <laughs> You're a god bold. Your mom's a god bold. Your mama son. Huh? huh? <laughs> <laughs> Killer clowns from outer space is a cult classic. Yes, it is. Mixing science fiction, humor, and horror elements, the film follows an invasion of Earth by aliens who just happen to look like evil clowns, flying ships that happen to be shaped like Big Top, and shooting guns that capture victims in cotton candy cocoons. The film is great if you haven't seen it. It really is. It is beautiful. It knows what it is. It's tongue-in-cheek, and it's fun. And it's in the discount rack at Walmart right now because they put those cool covers out. Yeah. So in honor. Still holds up, too. In honor of the film's 30th anniversary, there will be a celebration and fan tribute in Los Angeles, led by composer John Massari. The event begins with stilt walkers, fortune tellers, contortionists, strongmen and women, uh, magicians, body artists, and the killer clowns. After that, there will be a pre-show Q&A with the Chiodo brothers, Stephen, who wrote and directed Charles, who wrote and did art direction, and Edward, who wrote and produced, and stars Grant Kramer, who played Mike Tobacco, and Suzanne Snyder, who played Debbie Stone. Members of the punk band The Dickies, uh, who performed the film's iconic theme song, and composer John Massari. So that's your Q&A. The film will screen with a live performance of the score by the Hollywood Chamber Orchestra, Conducted by John Massari, the Dickies will also be on hand to perform their theme song live. Yes. 
In addition to all the fun, the, a new soundtrack recording will be released, including the original score performed by the Hollywood Chamber Orchestra and new orchestrations by Masari and Bernard Eder. The Dickies also recorded a brand new version of the theme song, including a, quote, extra creepy intro, unquote. When, when, when? This insanity happens on May 19th, oh, this weekend. Oh, can't All make right. it. At the Montalban Theater in Hollywood, California. Some of my L.A. friends go to it so they can tell me all about it. And so, you can't go? Oh. So if you happen to be in the area, <laughs> attend if you can, because it's going to be a great time. I wish I could go. I'm glad the Dickies are still performing. Yes. We all know yeah. who can't go, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> Love the Dickies, man. Yeah. He says that Andy's, all the time. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Andy's probably the most likely of us to actually duck out and go to this thing. And yeah. the, next week we'll be like, so what geeky things did you do this week? Well, I went to the Killer Clowns thing in, in L.A. Why not? That'll be halfway through the podcast. Yeah. Right. Oh, I just <laughs> remembered. Right. What you said about clowning around right. reminded me. Like, I just remembered that I, I this weekend I did not say for work caricatures at, a, at an erotic art uh, event. That's so, you know. true. He did not say four caricatures at an art erotic art event. Now, now let me ask you this: Is this the first time that you've done not safe for work art caricatures? Uh, the first time I've done it as a uh, actual event, build that way. I mean, I've okay. <laughs> see, he's, see, he's done see, it on the side. I've slipped, of the side. I've slipped a few in every now and then. Hey, no, I meant, I meant as far as like for public consumption. So I, that's I've why. yeah, I mean, I mean, I've I've done it while doing other. I've done it while busking occasionally. I've done something that's okay. a little risque, but this is, you know. Full on X rated. Yeah. This not is not quite. I mean, I was, I was waiting throbbing. to build to it, but it this wasn't. This was full on toon porn. Yeah. I was willing, I was waiting to build up to it, but there wasn't enough business oh! to build to it. There, there, to there's, it. No, there's no editing out the sausage in these cartoons. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I did draw a um, uh, uh, local uh, musician and uh, lawyer and Jim Morrison impersonator, David Figler. Uh, sat down in front of me and said, "Draw me with a hydra penis." So I drew him with a hydra penis. A what? That's you know a whole you know hydra head. It's a whole bunch of oh, penises hydra. coming out. Oh, of not hydro, hydra, hydra, hydra. Yeah, Lernian penis. Because yeah. I was thinking some water thing. That's it's Dune on my brain, I guess. <laughs> the penis must flow. C- cut off, <laughs> cut off one head and two more appear. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah. You, yeah. Ooh, that's uh, what I tell. Hey, know what I mean? Hey, know what I mean? Hey, know what I mean? Hey. Say no more. Last year, it was revealed that a long-rumored Star Wars live-action TV series will be produced in 2019 for the new streaming service Disney is planning to launch still sometime in the near future. No announcement on that still. A subsequent announcement revealed that Iron Man director Jon Favreau has signed on to executive produce the show. Favreau reportedly dropped some early intel during his appearance at a world premiere for Solo, a Star Wars story. Favreau confirmed that his Star Wars TV series is set seven years after the Battle of Endor oh. and uh, Return of the Jedi. Wow. Uh, Favreau also reportedly indicated the series will feature all new characters and will utilize technology he used to integrate CGI and live action in the Jungle Book. Huh. Hmm. So that's that's what we know. So, yeah, just post, post-Jedi. I didn't realize the Jungle Book was Favreau's. Yes, that was, his, that was his creature. Uh, so we will see the fall of the empire, I assume in this mm-hmm. be a part of it or just after the fall rise of the new order kind of stuff. First order. 
That's what I said? New Order. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. That's, Give that's, me your... That's uh, that music band. How yeah. does it feel? <laughs> <laughs> and Ray's parents. Cricket, cricket. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want this pillow? A film adaptation of Spamalot is in the works at Fox. Nice. With aims to bring the Tony Award-winning musical to the big screen. The script for the film adaptation is being written by original Monty Python member Eric Idle, who put together the musical version back in 2004. The run closed in 2009 after grossing around $175 million. The play is the 1975 film Monty Python and the Holy Grail. If you've never seen the original film, it starred the British comedy troupe as King Arthur and his crew of knights, or Knigets, as they searched for the legendary Holy Grail. They faced everything from killer rabbits to snarky French guards along the way. Spamalot adapted the high points from that story and jazzed up some musical numbers to tie it all together. So it's a movie of the stage version of the movie. Right, yeah. yeah. That's it's very Python. Weird, yeah, it's very Python. So uh, Jeff and I, you, you, we saw Spam a lot when it was here in Vegas. I did, yeah. Uh, I think okay. I, I didn't get a chance to see it. You did? Oh. I thought I saw it with you. <laughs> oh, you sure? I, no, no, I didn't. I could swear it was with you. I saw it. It was it was trimmed down from the one that was on. Yes, yeah. It was a ninety minute trimmed down version. Right. You and I saw um, uh, the the South Park guys one. Uh, yes, we did. Book, saw of, Book, Book of, of Mormon. Mormon. Thank you. I yes. couldn't think of it for a second. But no, no, I never got to see. Um, spam a lot. Oh, I was shoot. really disappointed I didn't get a chance to see uh, that. No, that, no this so is I our really quid pro quo because you got yeah. to see Avenue Q yes. and I got to see Spam a lot. Yes. So this is our. Aww. I saw all three of those. Because it didn't get out of Didn't it come through <laughs> Vegas like in like early '09 or something like that? Yeah. Was it, yeah, and I that's I, I'm pretty sure that was while I was still unemployed. Actually, Ab- Avenue Q and uh, Spam a lot were both in the same theater. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Not at the same time. Q. Q was before. No. Was it before? I thought it was after. <sighs> I Q, see Q, was, Q before was before because, and then because if I remember correctly, Avenue Q was like in an 07. Okay. And then didn't last very long at uh, at the win. Yeah. But uh, it was still a great show. I yeah. enjoyed Spam the hell out of it. was a decent show. Oh, I think it's a very good show. I don't know if I'd go very good with it. It was Andy decent. used to sing its songs. Yeah. I still do. Yeah. They, they, said they never stuck with me for some reason. Hmm. I don't know. Well, you weren't sticky enough. No, there is that. Well, I need more of that Nutella, the powder. Mm-hmm. No, well, not the powder. Just oh, the, maybe that was the problem. Just in, yeah. Too much, powder too much powder in my life. Yeah. That's just like Andy. Well, no, that's too much powder on his shirt. Oh. Never mind. Yeah. Baby powder doesn't count. That's not baby powder. <laughs> Margot Kidder. Uh. Yeah. Who played Lois Lane in four Superman films, died on Sunday at her home in Livingston, Montana. She was 69 years old. Margaret Ruth Kidder was born October 17, 1948, in Yellowknife, Northwest Territories, Canada. Holy crap. Kidder's first acting job was the 1968 Canadian film, The Best Damn Fid- Fiddler from Calabogie to Caladar. Directed by Peter Pearson. Man, no, how I have is not that seen movie? it. Okay. <laughs> I have not seen it. Okay? I knew you were going there. No, I have not seen it. <laughs> I see where you're going, but I'm not going to bite. After starring in Brian De Palma's 1973 film Sisters, Bob Clark's 1974 horror classic Black Christmas, and the 1975 drama The Great Waldo Pepper. Oh, my God. 
Ketter appeared opposite Christopher Reeve in Richard Donner's 1978 film Superman the Movie, in which she played Daily Planet reporter Lois Lane. She later starred in its three sequels. In 2015, Kidder won an Emmy Award for her performance in the TV series R.L. Stein's The Haunting Hour. Kidder became a naturalized U.S. citizen in 2005 and in later years became an outspoken political, environmental, and anti-war activist. She was, okay. home- she was homeless for a right, little while, say, didn't too, she... in the 90s. Yeah. I, I left out of the parts where okay. she fell prey to her bipolar <laughs> disorder, yes. <laughs> no, well, that's t- okay. We've covered it now. <laughs> I was just going to say it's sad that she, you know, was afflicted with that disease. and Sure, know, and it, it, it's publicity it of it really kind of hurt her yeah. career for a good long time. Yeah. Um, I and seem to you... remember her guest starring on Smallville, too. Uh-huh. Well oh, yeah. As, she had uh, many other uh, TV roles A lot roles of other guest, guest starring roles and... In things. One so. of my college classmates yeah. was inspired to write a haiku from this. Oh, please. Ogoist this time. Superman can't bring you back. Margot Kidder gone. It's very to the point. That is very to yeah. the point. It's haiku, you know. Yeah, it's, you gotta be brief. It's reporting haiku. It's Well, of course, yeah. She's a reporter. <laughs> How do you put up with this? He works a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go grab a drink. I'll be right back. <laughs> it's it's what it's Andy works out of home. Kirsten works in home, yeah. and they don't have to interact much. Yeah, and then we play zombies. Well, we we try <laughs> we to tried. kill them. Wow. Yeah, it's it's been a rough weekend yeah. for zombie killing. Yeah, not not working out we so well. We have been sucking. Oh, really? Extraordinarily sucking. It's what's what's changed from now than before? I, I, I don't know. Except we suck. We, we hit a wall. We 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 can't get past level thirty. Uh, most that of that sounds like it'd be hard. Level thirty. Is it's pretty hard. Way up there. We've done it once. We hit thirty-one, but we can't get past thirty. Since really, we get stuck around twenty-six, twenty-seven. We start getting killed. But so we decided to up the ante and make it tougher, and uh, and uh, that didn't work. <laughs> Surprisingly, <laughs> you made it harder. Yeah, and it and didn't then it work. got too hard. Yeah. Well, it's because you know we 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 there's a uh, some it we wear out. We, we, you know, we we play for a half hour, forty minutes to get to that level. Okay, so, yeah. how many levels are there? We don't know. It's oh, it's infinite. No. Yeah, I think it's infinite. It's just I don't know how high people get, but yeah, I think. Well, a lot of people get really high playing that game. Oh mm. yeah, but uh, yeah, it's we yeah. It's just, it's rough. We we used to be better, too. It's just, I mean, now there's a lot of falling out of windows. Yeah. Or you're standing there shooting, and, and, and one walks up behind you, and you're just dead. And you're like, what the fuck happened there? And I'm, I'm, standing, in, standing in lava and commenting on it <laughs> instead of moving away from the lava. <laughs> okay, two, you, I, I, you did that? Oh, no, I did! <laughs> <laughs> I went into... <laughs> I have two oh, questions about what we what was just said. Uh, in the town, it's a map called the town, and uh, the pack a punch is not a drop; it's there. That that's the cool thing about the town. All the power ups are already there. You just have to open doors and get the cash and everything. So I get to the pack a punch. The pack a punch is sitting right on a pool of lava. So you got to run up, drop your weapon, and get out. And when the weapon comes out, run back in, pick up your weapon, and run out. I run in, and I t- I'm too long. I put the weapon in, and then I go down. And I'm like, God damn it. And Andy's like, what's wrong? And he's off in the corner shooting because the wave is With just With a sniper rival? 
And 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 hit no from the hip. No, actually, he uh, he was he was all right. You were all right. I have pretty good weapons. But right. uh, I'm and I'm like in the middle of the and I'm like, God damn it, I'm down in the lava. And he's like, All right, all right. And he goes, I'm like, Come get me. And he's like, All right. And he runs out in the lava. <laughs> it's like I stayed in the middle of the lava. So he runs out in the lava to bring me back. And you see the progress bar, and it's not even halfway. And Andy's like, Yeah, this isn't gonna work. <laughs> out and we're due and i'm like oh yeah and he's like why did you crawl out of the lava and i'm like yeah i should have done that <laughs> and since then that's been my my go-to for major fuck up is it, you just didn't crawl out of the lava. and it was funny because yeah i just sat there in the fucking middle waiting for him to Come like he's gonna like he's gonna fucking save me. And it, oh Jesus, it was so goddamn funny. I think I actually hurt myself laughing. <laughs> and falling out of windows? Well, there's a there's a, a second floor the, the box, the magic box that gives you the great weapons moves back and forth. Okay. And so sometimes it's on the second floor of the bar, which has a blown out wall. And Andy drifts when he shoots oh he'll drift forward he'll drift backward and this well, standing still this you're particular dead right? time i turned around just in time to watch like zombies closing in on him and he's boom, 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 and then just watch him walk backwards out the window <laughs> <laughs> and he's like oh i fell again and just, and it, it, it doesn't know. kill you i mean just but suddenly you're Separated from your your gunning partner, and yeah, it's, it and gets usually, the window is over the major entrance to the bar. So when you fall out, you usually fall into a big pack of zombies. Oh, and speaking of pack of zombies, one of the best things we ever had. You've got the monkey, the symbol monkey, is oh a, like it, the one up here. Yeah, okay, gotcha. exactly. Like Except that it one. has dynamite strapped to yeah, it. Yeah, and oh. you, what you do is you throw it, and it's 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 one of those zombie distractions. They see it, they gather around, it explodes. So um, we, I was throwing monkeys, and we had this big pack coming towards us. And it was so cool because the monkey landed on top of the pack. And instead of hitting the ground, it just sat there and bounced oh. on the heads of the zombies as they stood all underneath it looking at the monkey. And it was actually gives you an really idea cool. how many goddamn zombies were in the game at that point. Yeah. Sounds like a lot of zombies. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of zombies. It's pretty crazy. But th those were the good old days. Lately, we're sucking. Actually, no. The, the, the monkey thing happened yesterday or today. Oh, that's true. Oh, well. But anyway, I didn't crawl out of the lava. <laughs> God. You're losing the, uh, the twitch reflexes? Oh, my God. <laughs> it's just so good. Because afterward, I'm like, oh, yeah, I really needed to get out. Because <laughs> it's funny. We tend to cycle. Andy will go down a shitload. And then... I will go down. I'll be the one going down all the time, crashing, crashing. We're still talking about Call of Duty. Yeah, we are. Okay. We're still, yeah. So, and. Uh... <laughs> go on. That joke was not approved by Matt. <laughs> yeah, really? Wow. It's like, He's you, all Mr. Horse over there. Like, you know no, what, sir, what I don't like podcast it. you're on, right? <laughs> I realized it as I was saying it. Oh, well. And, uh, yeah, it just cycle through some bad bad shit where you just you just can't bad juju so it's like, oh i'm up oh i'm so wait, to, to piggyback on what he said that's why you cancel game night so you guys can play zombie there you go <laughs> <laughs> adults <laughs>
Adult Swim has ordered 70 new episodes of Rick and Morty from creators Justin Roiland and All right, Dan bro. Harmon. That's seven zero. Yes, it is. Season three of the acclaimed series wrapped up last fall no, with no formal announcement on another season being ordered by the network. And Harmon sort of stoked the fire by confirming uh, Adult Swim's inaction. He later clarified a statement by saying that ne- contract negotiations were the reason for the holdup and that he was optimistic season four would still happen. So if they stay with their 10 episodes a season, it's quite a few years of Rick and Morty ahead of us. They're going nice. for the uh, the Robot Swim 15-year plan, I guess. Robot, robot Swim? Robot Chicken. Oh, okay. Ah. okay. <laughs> 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 Traditionally, robots don't swim. Sometimes very well. may not work. Traditionally, robots sink. But yeah, okay. <laughs> it's so, official. Oh, okay. Bill and Ted Three is happening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the film is titled "Bill and Ted Face the Music." MGM ah. will be releasing the newest movie to feature Ted Theodore Logan and Bill S. Preston Esquire here in the U.S. Quote, we couldn't be more excited to get the whole band back together again, said Reeves and Winter. Chris and Ed wrote an amazing script, and with Dean at the helm, we've got a dream team. The screen- kind of looks the same. <laughs> the screenwriters and director uh, the duo refer to are the original Bill and Ted creators and the guy behind Galaxy Quest. So that's who's running yeah. this thing. The film will see an older Bill and Ted team up with their daughters on a time-traveling romp to write the best song of all time. Three Bill and Ted fans out there, I'm looking at you, Jeff. Yep, I'm absolutely psyched about it. Yeah, I um, they did a really good comic. It's uh, Evan. Dor- I'm gone again, aren't I? They no. did a Evan Dorkin. No, we can uh, hear you. Okay, I, I must be dead. <laughs> Um, he's, he's having an episode. Yeah. Oh, what? Smoke. You smoke. smell burnt toast? <laughs> All the time. That's not a real thing? <laughs> he be stroking. <laughs> and not the good kind. Yeah, I know. Evan Dorkin did a really good uh, uh, Bill and Dead comic. Without, without a, I think he somehow did it without seeing a movie or something, if I remember right. Jeez. Something bizarre like that. Wow. But yeah. Good. But yeah, they were fun. Netflix has purchased a horror anthology series titled 10 After Midnight mm-hmm. from Guillermo del Toro. 10 After Midnight's episodes are described, according to a release, as a collection of personally curated stories that are both equally sophisticated and horrific. Now, while he will be writing and directing certain installments, the filmmaker is also set to handpick a collection of writers and directors best suited to the horror genre. Yay. Yeah. It's a small <laughs> announcement, but a good one. Mountains of Madness. Ernest Klein's Armada is being courted for the big screen, and screenwriter Dan Mazow has been recruited to write a screenplay based on the 2015 novel. The film rights and the book itself were sold at the same time, following the success of 2011's Ready Player One, which was Klein's debut as a novelist. He sold the book to Random House and Screen Option to Universal based on a 20-page proposal. Armada returns to Klein's favorite territory of video game players, only in this case, the story's protagonist discovers that the alien invasion game he's been playing is being used to train him and others to fight against a real attack by extraterrestrial intruders. Alas, Starfighter. Yeah, it's already been done. (laughs) done again. Thank you. (laughs) Dan Mazzo's credits include 2012's Wrath of the Titans and DC Film Universe's standalone Flash movie. No director or cast has been unveiled yet. But likely this will begin to pick up more steam thanks to Ready Player One. 
the Steven Spielberg directed adaptation earned 53 million in its opening North American weekend. So, yeah, Armada. We read Armada for the uh, book club. Yes, you did. Yeah, it was it was all right book. Wasn't great. Wasn't terrible. Somewhere in the middle. It was a book. It was a book. It was a spam lot of a book. Sure, I'll, okay. I'll give it that. I'll give it a spam a lot. Yeah, you're not wrong, and the book's very aware that it's similar to Last Starfighter, so it makes reference to it. Oh. But in watching, Uh-oh. finally, watching Starfighter, now competing against Armada, um, Armada is actually a better story. Is Would you say that Armada, like Last Starfighter, is a, it's a summer movie? Is Armada maybe a more kind of a more serious look i mean as serious as you can get with that that theme. no oh okay. no not really all right it's take it to the next level and they're not you're not going out to fight some alien thing happening way out here uh this is something coming to earth and we got to get ready for it now oh so okay. that's the big difference it's a better ticking bomb yeah 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 really <clears throat> um also last starfighter's 30 plus years old so of course it's gonna be the special effects were amazing for the time. I remember. Oh, yeah, for the time. Empire Strikes Back is older, and that's a pretty amazing movie. Whoa, yeah, there, but they used models. What's the, what? Starfighter yeah. was the first, um, well, not the first, but it was one of the early computer-generated uh, spaceships. T- at its time, yeah, it was. It used the most CG of any films, because I think up to that point, they'd only used you know five or ten minutes of actual CG in each of these films. I mean, even Tron was predominantly uh, black light and makeup effects. And and a lot of hand-drawn animation. Yeah, a lot of hand-drawn animation that ended up being overlaid with CG. But yeah, I I forget. There's, there's, I think there's less than 20 minutes total of CG in in Tron. Something Mm -hmm. like that. It's it's something ridiculously low. All right, we'll do one more story, then we'll do some red light, green light. Avengers Infinity War directors Anthony and Joe Russo revealed that Thanos' backstory had been trimmed from the film. While those scenes will likely resurface in the future, young adult novelist Barry Liga has written Thanos, Titan Consumed, a new origin story for Marvel's signature villain. The novel is set long before the events of Infinity War and will explore how and why Thanos became a monster and who wants to wipe out half of the universe's population. The book will seemingly be set within the MCU continuity. While speaking with io9, Liga was purposely vague about how much of Thanos' comic book origin will remain intact. As envisioned by Thanos creator Jim Starlin, Thanos was one of the Eternals, living on Titan and son of the planet's ruler, Mentor. Liga also declined to state whether Thanos' brother, Eros Starfox, will play a part in the book. But he didn't say he isn't concerned with making Thanos sympathetic. Instead, he wants readers to thoroughly understand Thanos' motivations. Quote, It's less about making him likable and more about making him understandable, said Liga. It's a pretty big idea to say half the universe must die. Then it's a big jump to say, I'm the guy to do it. And then a bigger to say, not only must it be done, not only am I the one to do it, but I know I can do it and here's how. I wanted those logical leaps to fall into place for his path to be so rational, so sensible that you would read the book and say, well, I personally don't want to kill half the universe, but I completely understand why Thanos does. Mm-hmm. And it makes perfect sense. And I don't see how he could turn out any other way. Unquote. Thanos Titan consumed will hit bookstores on November 20th as a hardcover, an ebook and an audiobook. 
It was an interesting article I read on uh, the whole Thanos plan of snapping his fingers, wiping out half the universe, and how population densities and um, so forth tend to double about every 50 years. So, like, so what's his big plan? He says he's going to retire after he snaps his fingers and wipes out half the universe. Is he going to put the gauntlet back on every 50 years and then do that again? Because the populations would just be restored to the previous levels approximately every 50 years or so. So I thought that was a really, really interesting uh, analysis See, of that. <clears throat> what I would have done, yeah. uh -huh. I would have done a 50-year, everybody's sterile, ah. and there's no STDs. Ah. <laughs> no babies and lots of fuck. <laughs> Peace everywhere. <laughs> that is a cocky plan, my friend. <laughs> Let's do some red light, green light, gentlemen. <laughs> I got nothing for that one. <laughs> I was trying. There's, there's I was no trying, dude. But... There is no comeback for yeah. You're no telling babies me. and lots of fucking. You said there's no comeback. They call it Lando's world. Well, no, no one's getting predicted. So I no beg to differ, Trebek. <laughs> <laughs> Lando, that's it. That'd be great. Just, just a uh, fucking. Uh... <laughs> God damn it! I'm, I'm brain is frozen. Yes, yeah, no, I'm vapor. See, this is how COD zombies fall. Mm -hmm. Which, yeah, which right. Lando? New Lando or old Lando? Uh, old Lando. I'm Lady I'm, Williams. Ah, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> but, but imagine Billy D just Calrissian and getting the Infinity Gauntlet, and <laughs> man. That'd be good. That's one fine for I'll everybody. have another we're, one. We're Stop. all we're all getting laid when that happens. <laughs> I need you on the fanfic sites immediately. <laughs> <laughs> all right, gentlemen. Red light, green light. You are now executives. I'm going to pitch the story ideas. <laughs> These are shows that are coming or at least uh, being put into pilot aspect. I know, I know you're going to giggle at that shit. <laughs> So, gentlemen, red light, green light. Fremantle Media, the company behind the adaptation of Neil Gaiman's American Gods, announced that it has landed the rights to Astro City. The award-winning creator-owned superhero anthology from writer Kurt Busiek and Brent Anderson and Alex Ross, and will develop the property as a television series. Whoa. Busiek is on board to co-write the Busiek. pilot. That's what I said. To co-write the pilot episode alongside Rick Alexander, who wrote Strong Medicine, an upcoming American flag. Oh. Uh, it will also, he will also serve as one of the show's executive producers. Launched at Image Comics in 1995, that eventually followed Jim Lee's Wildstorm imprint over to DC Comics, and is now published by Vertigo. Astro City is a series of stories set in a city filled with superheroes and supervillains as well as ordinary citizens just trying to live their lives while a world of comic book wonders unfolds around them. Some stories focus on superpowered beings, while others focus on regular people living in a superhero world. An Astro City story can be triumphant, funny, scary, and heartbreaking, sometimes in the span of a single issue. It's Busick, Anderson, and Ross filtering everything they love from their respective lifetimes of comic book fandom into a single over-expanding universe. The series has won multiple Eisner and Harvey Awards for its stories and creative team and has published more than 100 issues. Earlier this year, Busick announced that this spring's Astro City number 52 will be the last single issue of the series as he, Anderson, and Ross migrate future stories into graphic novel formats. 
Astro yeah. City, gentlemen. Green light. Definitely green light. Green as well. Agreed. That's an easy one. Yeah, that's yeah. starting no easy. Starting easy. Starting easy. Oh, that'll be. That's gonna. You be saw that? Uh, uh, they. Who was it? Somebody posted the trailer for one of the things we red lighted, and it looked really good. Ah. Oh. Uh, Duh. Duh. <laughs> I want to say Dead Space, but that's not it. I'll look it up. You keep going. All right. All right. So de- easy green light on that. Astro yeah, yeah. City coming to a TV show thing near you. And then since, it's, <laughs> since it's American Gods, so that I expect it will be on one of the paid stars. Perhaps. Sure. NBC All Access. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. All right. Red light, green light. Studio 8 is developing a... How did this get in here? This is a film. Get out of here. All right, you don't you don't What? You you go you're going to go back in the news. Huh. All right. I thought we've read light green lit films before. Nah, we only do TV shows. We only do TV maybe, shows. Maybe maybe no, yeah. I guess. <laughs> I didn't realize that. Yeah, we have not done a film in years. <laughs> well, that's why I haven't been getting a big cut of the gross. Oh. Yeah. You're only TV executives, guys. You're not the big time. <laughs> <laughs> Shit! So I'm so poor. I think when I jag. first started red light, that. green light, <laughs> Deadly Class. It was Deadly Class. It was oh, um, Michael Johnson posted it. That's the sci-fi series that's coming up. Yeah. All right, red light, green light. Entertainment One has scored a deal that allows them to make and finance a Street Fighter TV series. Red light. The, the executive producers include Joey Ansa, Jacqueline Quella, and Mark Wooding who worked on the web series Street Fighter Assassin's Fist. Reportedly, the story will revolve around the World Warrior arc from Street Fighter II, the World Warrior. Everyone knows that arc. And will focus on Ryu, Ken, Guile, and Chun-Li. They will work together to bring down Evil and Bison, or Vega if you played the Japanese version, who runs the global criminal organization Chandeloo. Bison is trying to figure... It, I was trying to he's trying to find the most powerful fighter, so he throws the World Warrior Tournament. All right, Jalen. Red, red. <laughs> uh, yeah. All I can see is Jean Claude Van Damme. So red. Oh wow! Still tainted after all these oh, years. Oh yes. Red, and once again, it's the point where I remind everybody it's happening. Oh yeah. 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 Can't stop it. But. Yeah, we're not in favor of it. Street Fighter Legend of Chun Li wasn't any better. No, oh, that's right. <laughs> Maybe we won't did you, see, did it. You see it. I saw it. Yeah. Oh, Maybe wow. we won't see it. <laughs> it was covered uh, in eye. If that helps yeah. anybody. It, it was a movie. The Sega joke. It was a movie. Fucking. It was a movie. All right. <laughs> but now a TV series, multiple episodes, long uh, story arcs about a fighting tournament. Yeah. And they'll be fighting. Yeah. I mean, goodness knows. I spent. Hours and and tons of quarters on Street Fighter back in the day, but uh, I'm gonna say I don't know about light. a TV series. I just don't. I'm saying green light. Yeah, yeah what, I'm what, gonna whoa. I'm gonna be red as well. What what if what if what if this is this is what the Marvel equivalent of Street Fighter? <laughs> and every fighter gets their own spinoff story. Yeah. No, I was it just the the fight scenes are that you know. Like the Punisher prison hallway fight or the ah. Daredevil hallway fight. You know. Well, if you're going to... The, the Ryu hallway <laughs> fight. The Chun-Li hallway <laughs> fight. They actually did that in um, the Joel McHale show with Joel McHale. They did a little... I'm glad it, 
he's he's in it. <laughs> no, they did. They he did a little thing about. Uh, they, he's going to be in a new series that's just nothing but hallway fights. Oh. And they're like a little 10 minute short of hallway fight, the, uh-huh. the, 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 the series. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed that. It, it's, it's on Netflix. Well, I. <clears throat> dude, that talk. I, I like Joel McHale. Mm-hmm. I like him. But the that v- talk soup format thing really grates on my nerves. You, mm-hmm. you tightened up when you talked oh, about it's, it. Oh, yeah. it's just. It, I just. It's funny. I remember it from way back. Like Greg Kinnear, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought it was pretty. And John Henson. Yeah, pretty fun. But uh, whatever happened to him? I'm just is McHale's too biting or just no? Too goofy? It, it, it's not. It's not him. It's you think just, it's just the entire format of the just, show? Yeah, the commenting on talk shows. I'm just like, ah. Uh-huh. It's funny. I, I mean, it's, it's 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 pointing out the complete absurdity of a lot of the shit that they do on these talk shows. I imagine a lot of it has to do with the fact that you're suddenly confronted with the shit that we never even bothered paying any attention to. Uh, yeah, well, there may be. That. I've seen more, you know, keeping up with the Kardashians on that show than I've ever seen, you know, anywhere right. else. And I, you know, I used to like keeping up with the Kardashians. Did you really? Wait, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was joking. How do you uh, live with yourself? Well, it, I well I don't watch it anymore. But you know when it was when doesn't it was, watch it any less either. Whoa! Whoa! Hey! When <laughs> when uh, it was playing at Star Trek: The Experience because it was always on in the break room. Um, I just, you know, I don't remember it ever being on in the break room. <laughs> Maybe yeah, you and I had different break times or something. It's talking about on his phone. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just walk in there, and there's my little flip phone. <laughs> I was going to say, he didn't have a smartphone yeah, back yeah. then. And there's, there's, there's Kim and He's Courtney. Courtney's so hot. Very pixelated God, Kim. She's a bitch. Watching it in motion stills. There you go. <laughs> do you guys know what the best hallway fight scene is? Oh, oh please do MCU. tell. Outside of Daredevil? Old it's boy? not Daredevil either. It is an in Inception. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That that scene ever. makes makes uh, Jordan Gordon Levitt. Jordan Levitt. Joseph Gordon. Go- Joseph Gordon Levitt. Joseph Gordon Levitt. God damn it! I always <laughs> fuck that up. I always fuck it up. I never get it right. God damn it! Uh, that Gordy. Yeah, that guy. Uh, JGL. Nah. Um, that makes him pretty fucking badass because yes. he really handles that fight. His character handles that fight. The, I was oh that would yeah. It's the best fight scene. You're, you, you hallway know. fight scene there. I get it. I give it to you. All right, fine. You've spoken. <laughs> so three red lights and a green light. That's right, because I'm a rebel. And, and an un, un, unusual love of the Cardassians, apparently. <laughs> mm. That's why I like red light, green light. It digs deep into yeah. the psyche of all of us. <laughs> unusual or unhealthy. There, Andy. <laughs> I'm just digging deep in the Kardashians. Wow. No, I'm saying you said digging you said deep? unusual love Written the Kardashians. That wow. Said well, that, that, that was the pilot that came out <laughs> decades ago and kind of launched everything. Digging deep in the Kardashians. <laughs> that's our that's our episode title. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Red light green. We lost an executive. That's okay. Ghost executive. He's hydrating. all proud of himself in his fucking hallway. Oh, he's got water right there. there. He's just... <laughs> We're having a stop he here. Needs, he needs Best some He's watermelon This ah. next one might need some watermelon. Okay. Red light, green light. Cursed. Yes. A reimagining of the King Arthur legend. Oh. Has hmm. received a 10-episode order from Netflix. 
The series will be based on Frank Miller and Tom Wheeler's illustrated young adult book of the same name, which has not been released yet. This is believed to be a first instance of a pair of writers simultaneously creating a book and adapting a TV series based on that book at the same time. The story will tell the Arthurian legend through the eyes of Nimoye, 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 who Deadline describes as a teenage heroine with a mysterious gift who is destined to become the powerful and tragic Lady of the Lake. I think it's Nimoye. Nimoye? Nimoye. Something sort of of like that. Nimoye. I used to say Nimoye. Nimoye. Yeah, I don't know. This series and book will follow Nimoye? It's, it's kind of like when you're doing the Joker on the last episode. <laughs> we'll follow Nimue after her mother's death as she partners up with Arthur, who is described as a young mercenary. The two of them will embark on a quest to find Merlin and will go up against the terrifying Red Paladins as well as King Uther. Due to be published by Simon and Schuster... In 2019, the book will be written by Wheeler, illustrations by Miller. They will both executive produce the new series. No release date for the Netflix series is being reported, but we'll know more when Cursed is released as a book in 2019. So, Cursed, the story mm. of Weemoe. Red light. Nimmy. What? Nimmy. What is that? Nene. 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 Okay, the story of Nene. Nimmy. <laughs> What? What? What, <laughs> what are you t- doing that's, over there? That's the uh, how to pronounce thing. It's not working well. No, it sounds weird. <laughs> it sounds like Andy's yeah, trying you to hold say it. it. Is that the new like Andy, Andy update? <laughs> like, <what? laughs> wow. I think my first version was better. Hmm. I'm going to green light it. Cause You're green lighting I'm, I'm all for King Arthur as a mercenary. That's all me. I'm just so over the... The Arthurian legend. It, it's it's been done to death. I'm with you, but it hasn't been done to where he, before he's a king or fucking whatever. Yeah, but you know they're gonna get into it. Sword and a stone. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I just it's you know the uh, the one that they just did last year that like the one nobody just saw looked terrible. And you know I'm just like I, I'm I'm just over it. I'm over the... Guy Ritchie directed it, right? Yeah, it yeah. was Guy Ritchie. Wow. Are you excited for a new Robin Hood movie coming up? Not Is really. There one? <laughs> yes, yes, there's another Robin Hood coming wow. up. Yeah. No. The stories that keep on giving because they're in the public domain. And it was actually One of the things I liked about Black Lightning is that it's an adult ser- superhero, what? not a teenage one. I'm kind of, I'm kind of sick of the whole coming-of-age no. teenage superhero thing, too. I got you, I got you. So, yeah. Wait, who's a teenage superhero? Every friggin' characters of teenage superhero coming of age dealing with their powers coming on whereas black lightning is an older superhero is who's a father who's dealing with that kind of shit with he's a principal of a school are you where just, all the are kids you, okay, are coming are you just of like, age and dealing with shit just say, are you identifying more that that he is a, he was a semi he was a retired rather superhero that got back into the life, and he's closer to your own age and in That's your own... probably some of it, yeah. But, I mean, I'm also just sick of the whole... I mean, they've just redone know. the whole coming-of-age thing. I hate coming-of-age. Because Green Arrow was yes, which sort I... of coming-of-age, but he was in his yeah. 20s. Yeah. Barry Allen on The Flash was in his 20s. Mm-hmm. He wasn't a teenager. 
Supergirl is Basically, in, he's in, holes in her mid twenties. Spider Man, you know, has dealt with her powers already, but it just had been hiding them for so long. So is now dealing with the rogue cut. Yeah. So I, I'm 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 curious as to who's your teenager coming of age Whoa. in the comic series Ooh. that you're that you're tired of. Dude, wow. we gotta we Getting gotta. Call I mean, twenty right somethings. I, I if you said twenty somethings, now. I could kind of understand. Sure. Well, but I'm, I'm just looks, curious. I'll to that. Yeah. It's okay. just the whole. Young people trying to come up with the app, and so next on Runaways, yeah, it's 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 our disillusionment with the youth of today. Yeah, you <laughs> <laughs> kids, get off my lawn! And they're desire to get rid of the top sheet. Damn them! So so when are you and uh, Andy going to get your rockers out on the front porch front porch so you can start yeah, screaming at yeah, yeah. the teenagers? I, I need to go back. Top <laughs> sheet. Yeah, yeah. I need. That uh, was a Facebook discussion. Apparently, oh. millennials want to get rid of top sheets. They're opposed to top sheets. Okay, a top a sheet on the, on the bed. Yes, is it a thing or is it a like one person said something no, so it became it, a if thing? If you Google millennials top sheets, you'll run out of a whole bunch of conversations. I, I, I yeah, you're gonna. I know you are. It's probably a porn. I'm probably going to a <laughs> porn. <phase. laughs> oh, this will be good. I, I, I guess my brain is is wrestling with it. Why? This matters in any way at all. <laughs> I don't know. The, the preference on a top sheet or not. The sheet absorbs vapor from your body, so the blanket doesn't need to be as cleaned as much because you're going to get a stinky blanket. I, I get that. Yeah. Fucking kids. Yeah. <laughs> and their top sheet. Top laps. sheet debate online uncovers strong opinions on betting. <laughs> I, I don't want to go here. Oh, this is funny. This is one of those after millennials, quote, killed chain restaurants and bras. What's next? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Get out. I leave it to Andy to know. Neither story. of which is true, by the way. Oh, wow. You are just on fire. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Let's piss on everybody's cornflakes. <laughs> Jeffy ruins everything. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, <laughs> I don't ruin everything. <laughs> Okay, so we got a red light from... No, that was my impression of Adam. Uh, Andy. Or is it not? I'm waffling because... Uh, I'll, 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 go, I'll, I'll go red because okay. Mil- Miller's getting a little fascist in his old age too, so this could be rough. <laughs> he doesn't want to put money in his pocket. <laughs> I see, I see. And, uh, so we got a green light from Matt. Yep. Red light from Jeff. Yes. Okay. You know what really sucks? What's that? I hate... It, you know, Andy said it, and 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 Mr. Poo Poo Man poo pooed on it. Uh, but in like fantasy, the kid coming of age thing is huge. And wasn't well, it wasn't like the seven major plot points, or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm asking a question. Isn't yeah, it like some of the, I think so. So, I one think of the so. seven major storytelling? But you know, the whole monomyth thing, yeah, right. And it's just. Um, it it's it's just for me it's gotten kind of tedious seeing it all because it's really overdone in fantasy. I mean, really overdone. It's kind of what Dune's about. Not I'm thinking exactly, about it. Yeah. exactly. Except Dune but, did it. It was well done. Yeah. But I have to say, I'm kind of interested in this. It, I'm I'm, is, I'm throwing up a little is, in my mouth. Is but, it the Weem away? <laughs> is, is she's being a part of it? Nimue. It sounds like you're glappy about it. it, It's too old, by the way, they say. It's too old, actually. Although they suspect at Celtic conventions it would be three syllables. But anyway, uh, to figure out how it's pronounced. But uh, yeah, I'm kind of glappy. 
I am. Okay. So, you know, I don't know. I mean, because uh, Andy and I have had, actually, he probably feels that way because of me, because I'm just going on all the time about it, and it's infected him. Yeah, you but, young crazy kids and your superpowers. I'm tired of you coming of age and learning how exactly. to be learn how to be a hero. Fuck you yeah. be born that way, you little shit. Uh, but, um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, sure, I'll green it. All right, we're half and half on that one. All right, monkeys, it's, on, it's up to you. Red light, green light. Kill it. Director Josh Boone has been developing an adaptation of Stephen King's epic novel, The Stand, since 2014. According to the tracking board, he is now developing it as a 10-hour limited series at CBS. Boone was initially hired to write Let a script. Let me guess, all access. Write a script. I was just going to say, yeah. <laughs> write a script for a single film. He ended up turning in a three-hour-long script that everyone, including Stephen King, loved. The last we heard about the film, it was put on hold so Boone could make an adaptation of Stephen King's other book, The Revival. Aptation? That's what I said. And there was also talk of developing a, a miniseries that would lead into the film, but that idea was abandoned. King will also be involved with the adaptation. It tells the story of good versus evil after a virus wipes out most of American population. While it features dozens of characters and overlapping storylines running just over skipping many, letters and words willy nilly many years. <laughs> Are we at one hour forty minute Torgo? Yeah, we're at an hour forty. <laughs> I knew it. That <laughs> <laughs> Joe speak there for a minute. While it featured dozens of characters and lapping stories. <laughs> The struggle boils down to a group of survivors fighting the Antichrist-like character Randall Flagg. And yeah, did I say CBS? I meant CBS All Access. Red Light, Green Light, 10 miniseries, CBS All Access, The Stand. Red Light because it's on CBS All Access. Red Light. Yeah, I'm not thrilled with that, but that's how you do it. 10-hour miniseries, yeah. boom. That's, that's the way to do it. That's how you need to do it, and... It's interesting, this whole film mini-series, mini-series to film thing. They're really trying to figure that out, and they just haven't, they just haven't uh, done it yet, really, in terms of... Getting people to pay for all four I, or five I, parts? Yeah, exactly. What, you know, I guess they're just terrified at the risk. It yeah. is a lot of risk for, yeah. for film. Yeah. But, but this ten series, yeah, I'll give it a green. All right. Although, yeah. Yeah. I'm, you know, I, I hate that it's going to be on CBS All Access, yeah, from Tortuga. But, but I also am a green, green light because yeah. uh -huh. I've been waiting a long time for a really good, I mean, I liked the original miniseries on TV. It was one of the better ones that they did on like ABC, but how long was it still that? wasn't perfect. Oh God, it was, was late, it? late eighties, like 88, no, no. 89. How, how many hours? <sighs> it was not long. Like when you boil it all down, it's like three and a half, possibly four hours. Yeah. yeah. I'm not, a lot out. I'm not even sure 10 hours is enough. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll green light it, I guess. All right. Plus, light. I'm going to have to buy like a month's worth of uh, CBS All Access. And to then catch forget up about on. it. And for you, that's four months. Mm. And I'll have to uh, do that to catch up on Star Trek Discovery. So, if it's around the same time, yeah, I can I just kill two uh, birds okay, with one stone. Right, yeah, just kill two birds with one stone. Just keep fucking yeah. pumping your 1% of money into the, the streaming machine. My $8. <laughs> my my $8 for one month's worth of access. So I, although the last time it did cost me, what, $24? <laughs> That's a dollar per episode. Well, Star Trek Discovery is proof of concept that a good show could be on CBS All Access and take yeah. some risks. 
I mean, people are liking the good fight, which is the good wife spinoff. It's not my thing, but it's I guess done pretty well for CBS All Access as well, in addition to so Discovery, CBS is going to so. be putting their best shows and most riskiest shows on here's, all access here's my opinion on that i think the way that cbs is run les moonvis and his quote-unquote old guard i think they're still going to continue to put their solid we have faith in this shows on the, t- the network proper but the things that could be potentially good for them but have a slight bit of risk to them i think they're going to keep putting it on all access because it's going to be edgier, a little more youth-oriented. Because Discovery's... I, I was thinking more about it after the season ended. It's definitely geared more towards a 20, 30-something crowd of Star Trek fans as opposed to, you know, like all of us who are big original series fans. But I still liked it a lot. So That's because we have plastic brains that can right. handle change. Right, right. The plasticity. Except for Matt. So... Yeah, I mean, hey, as, <laughs> and it's it's funny because as much as we rage against it, it's not changing anytime soon. Yeah, no, no, it yeah. will. In fact, it's going to at some point expand even more until it gets to the point where it's just too diluted, and then yeah. they're going to have to start condensing they, down yeah, again. Yeah, it it it's gonna it's gonna cycle up like that. It's cool. All right. <laughs> Fuck the corporation. All right, green light on the CBS All Access continuation. Yeah. All right, we got time for one more red light, green light. Red light, green light. Gentlemen, Sandman creator Neil Gaiman. Green light. Green light. Is joining forces with veteran screenwriter Akiva Goldsman, writer of the movie version of The Gunslinger, Dark Tower. To bring amber light. That's not. That's not the only writing to his credit. Come on, guys. I know. I'm trying to balance him out. <laughs> yeah, he's like. He's like. A, he's like. I'm gonna take the worst thing that he ever wrote and Andy, put it on. Andy, what do you get when you combine red and green? Muddy brown. Okay. <laughs> Great blues singer, by the way. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Golf's muddy brown. They're combining to bring Mervyn Peaks three Gorman Gas novels Whoa! to television. The what? The what? The book trilogy, published between 1946 and 1959, consists of Titus Grown, Gorman Gast, and Titus Alone. While his writing has often been compared to that of J.R.R. Tolkien, uh, Peake, who passed away in 1968 at the age of 57, drew more of an inspiration from the classic English authors like Charles Dickens and Robert Louis Stevenson. The Gormenghast fantasy series revolves around the inhabitants of Gormenghast Castle, ancient and desperate need of repair. Out of touch with a changing world, the castle's grown dynasty, the saga's royals, the groans, spends its time performing antiquated rituals as a scheming kitchen boy named Steerpike kicks off plans to overthrow them. Gaiman's involvement with the upcoming show marks his second collaboration with production company Fremantle Media, which currently produces Hey American Gods. Gaiman will next see his Good Omens, which he wrote with Terry Pratchett, come to Amazon next year as a six-part miniseries. This is the fifth media adaptation of the books, but only the second one for television. The first three were done via radio productions. The first TV version came in 2000 when the BBC and PBS co-produced a miniseries based on the first two books starring Jonathan Reyes Myers and Christopher Lee. 
Another take on the first two novels also found a way to the stage more recently in 2014 at the Chrysalis Theater in Milton Keynes. So the Gorman Gast trilogy. Red light, green light. I'm intrigued. I'm going green. I don't know enough about it, even after that description, to decide one way or another. It's it's a deep cut. <clears throat> it's That's the one that people who think Lord of the Rings is not sophisticated enough go to. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's 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 a real, it's a real deep fantasy. And either any of their even smaller subsect of yes. geekdom. Yeah, really. but it's but but very. Uh, let let's combine highbrow and long haired. I mean, it's it in terms of the huh. the hipster snobbery. Oh mm. wow, they are good books, but they're tough reads because that is some. That he really does uh, work the uh, the the old English author prose. I liked how you did that hand gesture with it too. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Stro- stroking Let's do that even yeah. stroking his even. ego. Was that what you were, tra- <laughs> you were motioning? Well, I, I had an me. itch actually. <laughs> 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 I had an itch, but yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, so yeah. Yeah, that, and, that and even makes in. that even makes me more green light because if the problem is that it's wordy and stuff and the i mean it sounds like that's the kind of stuff that they can clean up in a, an, an adaption if anybody can fix that it's game yeah so there you go i don't know enough about it yeah no it's dude at wikipedia it and because it's it's not it's not a great quest let's go have titanic wars and shit like that Go out and slay the dragons. It's really a lot of scheming and a lot of lot of decadent, just like they said the rituals and a lot of decadent uh, family doing its decadent thing. And the worker overthrowing it. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I'm gonna wait till '80s throws out of color. Hmm. <laughs> Two greens. Andy greened. Yeah. I did. Three Two greens. Green. <clears throat> Two. No. Oh, what? You he's, didn't green? He's undecided. Yeah, he's oh. he, he and I are, are both undecided at this oh. point. And I'm... I'm, he's, and he's I'm really not Matt. sure. No, Matt's... Yeah, right. <sighs> I guess I'll green light it, see, see if it plays right, well. Because cool. we can always cancel right. it if it gets to be too expensive or... Ah, that's yeah, true. Or, or, too, it. or too highbrow. Yeah. The, the person who knows the most about it in the room greenlighted it, so I'm, I'm greenlighting yeah. it. Uh, well, it's not like I'm an expert, but... Uh, X being an unknown quantity and a spurt being a drip under pressure. Down down to you, Matt. No, it's oh, not. Yeah. Three green lights. Oh. It's already... No, because oh, if he's... you... Oh, that's <laughs> it! Well, jeez. Fine. I'll... Green light. Say, <laughs> <laughs> so at what point, what risk... Choose yeah, a color. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Thank lights. you, Lord Matt, for bequeathing your judgment. How much money we get? <laughs> you get you Not get enough. to uh, <laughs> bake some more cookies. Uh, yeah. yeah, cookie bacon. What you bake? Get some mugs. <laughs> what you bacon? Write to us comments at uglycouchshow dot com. What you bacon? I don't know baby. if you want to know the answer to that. What you mm. bacon? And until next Especially week, these guys. I am Master Torgo. Eighties Jeff. No babies and lots of fucking. <laughs> <laughs> and you smell what the pack check is bacon. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He, wow. He, 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 he ruined it. He's no wingman. <laughs> <laughs> fact check bacon. That's a product I'm going See? to avoid. There you go. I'm horrified. <laughs> Maple leaf mat. We'll talk to you next week at Geek. Ugh, I gotta wipe the grease. <laughs>
Oh, the fact check bacon goes with Lando's world. <laughs> it's not getting better. <laughs> yeah, really. Everything maybe you've heard maybe about he's me. the style of wingman that just makes you look so good <laughs> com- by comparison really. that that's how you get the ladies. Uh, <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to try that, Andy. Let's, let's go to McMullins tonight. Yeah. If I have to choose, I guess I'll take this. One. <laughs>